Check one, check two. Check one, check two. Check one, check two. Check one, check two. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Oh, this fucking thing. Excuse my language.
What the fuck? That sounds good. It's dark and airy. Bullshit. That's how I'm getting. But I ain't feeling sorry. Celtics. Cement for your shoes. All right. That's Bobby Nizzo, The Forgotten Ones, uh, Dickie Skins and Wiser Sign, produced by Dickie Skins. Second album. The Forgotten Ones, Unforgettable. Under Armour. 
I want a sponsorship. Adidas Originals. Yeah. I want a sponsorship. Yeah. Granite Supplements. I want a sponsorship. Yeah. Free promotion. Yeah. I want to thank all the countries yeah. out there that have been listening to this podcast. And uh, I'm very grateful to all of you. Man, Vietnam, uh, a lot of Asian companies, uh, a, lot, a lot of Asian countries, uh, Brazil, we got United Kingdom, Ingham, India, I want a special shout out to Germany, Italy, Japan, Thailand, Indonesia, Russia. Yeah. Japan, I, I think I already said them. Australia, obviously. And the rest of America. And so many other countries. Uh, Spain. France. Jesus, there's a lot. Uh, I just want to thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. And uh, I'm monetized on all these um, audio apps podcast apps because of you people thank you very much it's well appreciated okay we got fight night we got fight night coming up and we got a elite elite boxing match let me see real quick here everything is messed up here is the elite boxer match right there. Lomachenko, the Matrix. Devin Haney with all the belts that he used to own. I don't know. I think I might like Haney on this one. If you keep him at the end of his jab, it could be a freaking, uh, could be a disastrous night for, uh, for Lomachenko. I think Lomachenko uh, has lost a little bit of speed. A little bit of speed. I think he's lost um, the explosiveness that he used to have when he used to toy with boxes out there. And uh, I don't think Haney's going to allow that. He's too smart. As we've seen in Australia, he's seen him pick apart uh, Cambosis in Australia in enemy territory. That's how I knew right there, the mental. Uh, you could check that off to Haney. He believes in himself. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes, people. Any doubts, you might as well fucking just hang it up because you're going to start losing. That's why I train like a savage because I, I refuse to fucking lose in anything and I know a lot of people I got haters out there but you know what if it was a few haters I wouldn't keep doing this so honestly be prepared and be warned I'm never fucking stopping haters and I know you guys ain't gonna say it to my face I guarantee you ain't you know what I was thinking maybe maybe uh, Morning Combat Luke Campbell you're a Marine, right? 
you, you, you can break down fights and all that. Why don't you fight me? I'm 52 years old. And uh, well, let's see, let's see how really good you are at breaking down fights with your own fight. So, so with the gloves, I'll leave, I'll leave you 16 ounces. I don't give a fuck. But uh, not that I hate you or nothing. But I think you use a little competition. So let's see who knows more about fighting IQ wise in the ring or in the octagon. You you could choose either or. I don't care. Mixed martial arts or boxing. I guarantee you probably want to try with mixed MMA because you might have a shot then. You might might have a shot. Boxing, definitely not. Ain't going to happen. I'd hurt you too quick. But uh, that should set you up for another hurting in MMA. You, you think uh, Jorge Masvidal's uh, knockout was quick? Come on, Lou. Come on, you can, you can fight a 52-year-old guy, right? A real Northeast beast? Boston boy? Come on. A guy with killer instincts like John Jones? Savage? Savage shit only? Come on, Luke Campbell. I'm putting it out there. Putting it out there. And listen, nothing personal. Nothing personal. I just think you might have the balls. Unlike Jake, fake Paul, and... And all those clowns. I've offered out uh, over a hundred times on there. I said I'd fight both Paul brothers in the same night. Masvidal, make that happen. Make that happen. Because I don't run, I don't run from 10, 20 guys. Fuck that shit. I'm going to fucking drop at least five. I'm going to drop at least five of them. And I, I don't think the other five are going to want a piece after they see how fast they get dropped. So, yeah, let's have a little fun here. Luke Campbell, come on from D.C. I get my boy Jay over there to fucking set it up. Set it up. Jay Smooth, go over there and see Luke Campbell and say, you know, I got this crazy white boy from up in Beantown that wants to fight you. Because you're an older guy and uh, I'm an older guy. Say, my boy's an older guy. And uh, let's see who is more, who could break down fights better with the real thing. <sighs> yeah, I've been uh, fed a cold, but still training, though. What's your excuses out there, people? I'm not trying to be an asshole. That's why I always do that for, you, for people. I, I, I really try to help people that are um, dealing with craziness or whatever it is. If I could do this, you could do it. Okay, let's go to my first fight. We got Takashi Sato versus Temba Garimbo. I like this guy, Garimbo. The answer. He is the answer. Like Allen Iverson. Well, we just got rid of the sixes, and we'll see what happens tonight. Miami's always tough. They always play us tough. I think uh, Tatum and Brown are ready to fucking bring this team, and Smart and all the other uh, integral pieces to this team, I think we could do it. 
I think we would beat L.A. LeBron and his fake little friggin' whatever the fuck he does. We'll see. Larry Bird's still the best power for whatever. And it's not a white-black thing either. It's a clutch thing. I like uh, Garimbo in this one. Takashi is uh, three losses in a row. Actually, he's one and four in his last five. Minus 110. They're both minus 110 as of today. That line should change uh, in two days. Three days, I'm sorry. The third day. I just like this side right here. I don't know if you guys can see the arrow, but that uh, that reach advantage right there. And I think uh, Garimbo is coming into his own. We will see. But that's my pick right now. I think it's going to be a first-round KO. I think they're going to give Sato as uh, Takashi Sato as walking paper. Walking papers. And I think he's going to um, go somewhere else, which is good. We have other... It's all about the fighters. It's all about the mixed martial arts and the elite boxers, the elite Muay Thai fighters, warriors, and the elite um, kickboxers from Glory and fighters rep out there in Cali, pretty soon to be back in uh, Miami. I think the East Coast is the only place for uh, fight production to thrive. All right, second. Ooh. Okay, Victoria Leonardo versus Natalia Silva. I like Natalia Silva in this one and a decision. I wouldn't be surprised if she knocked uh, Leonardo out with the one inch reach advantage. And Silva um, is a tough girl. She's 5 0 in her last five, ranked 23rd, worldwide flyweight, 48th. For Leonardo, plus 400 from Shreesport, Louisiana. And we got Ingatinga, Minas, Gries, Brazil. My people in Brazil. I like Louisiana too, but this is a different country. Brazil, I love you. I really do. If it wasn't for a Brazilian uh, operating doctor, I might not be here. I might not be here if it wasn't for that guy. Uh, let me see private messages. Hold on. Something's going on. All right, you told me about private message. I don't see no private message. I don't know why you're telling me that shit. Uh, something is fucking fucked up here. Okay, so I like silver on a decision.
Chase Hooper. Got knocked out the last time, I'm pretty sure. Versus Nick Fiore. I like Nick Fiore in this. KOTKO round three. No matter if Chase Hooper's been working on a striking or not, you can't learn how to strike in a five-month period or whatever it's been. It hasn't been that long. So I don't care if you've been in there every single day. Fury's still going to fucking punch better than you, I'm pretty sure. And this is from what I, what I believe. And I'm not shitting on you, Chase Hooper, because I took your last fight. And right there, you lost. See it? I can see it. So you're two and three in his last five for Chase Hooper. I think they moved him up too quick. I just think, uh, honestly, they pushed him too quick. Some of these young guys, they don't got this killer instinct yet. They got to get that killer instinct in them. Nick Fury is one and four in his last five. Six and one altogether. 11, three and one for Chase Hooper. Uh, Two-inch reach advantage for Chase uh, for Chase Hooper. If he's been working on his striking, I think he's going to get caught. He's going to get countered by uh, Nick Fury. And um, I see that happening within three rounds. If not, it'll go to a decision. I think Nick Fury will win it. I don't think um, Chase Hooper's getting Fury to the ground. I don't see it happening. And Nick Fury's out of New Hampshire, too. New England cartel. Mm. So, non-biased, right? Mm. But I'm definitely going to go with uh, 10 miles away from here, 12 miles away from here, 15 tops. Mm. I'm going to go with the New England cartel. Even though he's not from Boston, he's from uh, New Hampshire. It's a whole different freaking beast. Boston compared to New Hampshire is like uh, the sticks and the bricks. Yeah. But you got some really good training partners, Nick Fury, and I know they're all tough as fucking, they're tough as motherfuckers in there. Iron shopping Zion in that gym. And look at how good Font was last time. And I, be, I bet you you were spying with Font for, for that fight for him. Just like Cater always does. Cater's a fucking animal. I think people gonna. I think they. I think people gonna have a problem with Cater and and Font. And I think that young kid that was fighting uh, O'Malley. Uh, I think O'Malley was so happy when that fight stopped. Uh, Herb Dean waited like twenty eight seconds left in the third round for them to stop it. Cause that guy, that kid, the kid just kept with green hair, just kept. Walking forward, getting hit with everything O'Malley had, and uh, was smiling at him. And uh, I don't know why Herb Dean stopped that fight. Wasn't like he was shaking his head doing a Tony fucking uh, Ferguson. Nah. I like Nick Fury in this. Nothing uh, personal, Chase Hooper. I don't think you're a bad kid at all. You're very good at jujitsu. But jiu-jitsu ain't gonna uh, carry you in mixed martial arts. You gotta, you gotta learn it all. Striking. You can hang with anyone uh, with with jiu-jitsu, but you need to friggin' uh, learn how to throw your hands. 
You learn how to lateral movement, check left hook, check right hooks. First of all, you need to learn straight left, straight right, left hook. Three punch combinations, four punch combinations, sixes and eights. You have to drill those. And you have to drill them moving backwards, moving forward, moving right, left, laterally. And you have to learn how to uh, slap punches away. You have to learn how to feint. A lot of fakes to set up other, other punches. And other strikes and other kicks and other takedown methods. Punches can do that. Just threatening a strike. Yeah, this should be interesting. We'll see. Uh, but I think Nick Fury got you. I hate to say it. I don't hate to say it, actually. I'm moving for the New England cartel. Rob Font, great fight last time. And Kata, I can't wait till you come back to prove yourself because I know you really have nothing to prove, but you did get injured. And um, I'm sure you can't look at your chops to get back. Fourth fight on the prelims. Latifi, who I like too. Rodrigo Nesimento, who I like a lot too. I got Nesimento on this one. Sorry if I'm hacking your last name, brother. I like these two wins in a row by Latifi. He's two and three in his last five, 16 and eight in his uh, pro career. Nine and one for Rodrigo. And three, one and one in his last uh, five. I think this is going to be like, a, um, if they don't knock each other out, it'll go to, uh, it'll go to, uh, go to the judges. But I think round two for Rodrigo, the Brazilian, uh, the Brazilian KOs, the Swede. That's my opinion, people. And I know my pick friggin', my picks are fucking on. My picks are always on. Always more wins and losses. All right, here we go. Orion, wow. Orion, it's like the, uh, it's like the instrumental from the Master of Puppets album, the third Metallica, original Metallica album. Koski versus Gilbert Urbina. I was looking at Urbina here, but two and three in his last five, got knocked out, I submitted uh, like three to five months ago. And four and one, Koski. I like Koski in this one. I think there's going to be a ground. I think it's going to be a ground and pound. He's going to get him down and ground and pound. But um, it could just go to a decision. Urbina could fight the fight of his life and um, could even steal it. Could be a live dog. He's got the three-inch reach of reach advantage. Uh, I was I was really uh, leaning Urbina, but I'm gonna go with the safer pick. The safer pick. This is for you people. This is for you, not for me. I heard today uh, the top twenty-five in uh, topology. 
are all UFC fighters, the top 25 pickers. And that makes sense because they know who's training, who's not. They're, they're talking to other gyms, fighters at other gyms because they're friends, you know what I mean? And um, they should have the right to do that anyways. All because one coach got greedy with, with bets and shit and on a Discord and talking about fixed fights and shit. Like, you're a fucking moron. You're a fucking moron. And then you bring heat down on everyone else. It's a sad fucker. It's a sad day in the UFC that day. And they're still fucking uh, investigating. So you got Ori and Koski here. Carolina Kalakowski versus Vanessa Dimopopoulos. I got the Greece. I got the Greece lady. I've taken her in the last three wins here, and she's done me right. So let me see. Two and three for Carolina. Her last uh, five fights, 14 and 7. 9 and 4. For the little monster from Greece. And a live dog, in my opinion. In my opinion. Uh, 4 and 1 in her last five. This is the only thing I don't like is this reach. Is this reach advantage? Four and a half inch reach adventure. That's a pretty. That's pretty significant. I like a decision here. And uh, fi final picks will be Friday on Savage Inc. Picks, as usual. Okay. So I think this is the last prelim fight. Yeah, this is the last prelim fight. Maheshit. One word name. I love that. Rest in peace, Prince. We did the same thing, right? Maheshit. Verse. Vyacheslav Borchev. I think this is going to be a ground upon by Borchev. What's he calling himself? Santa Claus? <laughs> I like it. He must like mushrooms too. All right, so two and three. 
in his last five. One in four in his last five. From the man from China. From the man from Russia. See, here's my problem with Chinese fighters. They're great strikers. They're tough. They're not scared. They definitely come to fight. They always do. They always have a problem with the ground. Their ground game. They cannot get back up. Except for the champion in the female division. We all know who that is. Wei Li Zhang, right? Maybe everyone from China should go see Triple C. Because you know how much that uh, helped... Uh, female champion from China. I mean, after she trained with Henry Saudo and uh, Triple C at the gym there, uh, she was getting right up from takedowns, learning how to position herself and to actually take advantage of that ground game. i uh, pretty impressed. I think this is going to go to uh, the ground. And I don't believe he's going to be able to get up. I believe Santa Claus is going to uh, ground and pound. Team Alpha Male. Sacramento, California. And another reach disparity here. Usually I don't go against reaches. Ruit reach. Because you can't teach reach. But I believe this will be a... Uh, I believe he's going to just keep trying to take him down, keep trying to take him down. He's going to wear him out. Third round, ground and pound. That's my honest opinion. But these could change Friday. But right now, I'm heavily leaning uh, where I'm leaning right now. But we'll see. At the um, body language and weigh-ins and stare-downs and all that good stuff. First fight on the main card, one of my favorites, Michael Johnson versus Diego Fiera. I think Michael Johnson wins this fight in the second round, KO, TKO, stoppage, or just a, out like a brown fucking KO from last week. Michael Johnson, in my opinion, got screwed. On a couple of those last, in his last five fights, I think it should be like a 3-1 fight, one fight streak, if not four. Kind of got, uh, I know, those decisions with those freaking, uh, with the judges, man. But he's, he's looked so much, he's always looked good, to be honest with you. He's fought a lot of killers. He's fought a lot of killers. Go look back at Michael Johnson's um, resume. And anyone that tells me this guy doesn't probably have one of the probably the best jabs in the UFC, maybe in mixed martial arts, period. And speed still, still has the speed. Because he probably does explosive exercises like wind sprints and all the stuff I do. 21 and 18, but... That record is very, very, very deceiving. 17-5 and five for Ferreira. is a tough kid. Diego Ferreira is a tough kid. 
and they're both uh, 36 and 38 for Fiera. Um, one inch reach advantage, half inch reach advantage for Fiera. I don't think it's going to matter. I think Johnson KO by round two, three uh, tops. I don't think that he's going to let this go into the judges' hands no more. I really believe he's taking this more uh, seriously now. Let me see something real quick. I want to make sure the audio is working good. I, I know it was working good earlier. AJ will tell me. AJ, what's happening, dude? Salute to you too, brother. My Northeast beast. My Jersey, North Jersey, man. I'll put you up there, brother. What's up with you, AJ? I hope everything's good, brother. Hey, can you hear me good, AJ? Or do you hear a little echo? Let me know, brother. Because I know the audio is going good on Spotify and um, in Apple Podcasts. But that won't be out till after this is done. Because I gotta download it. But not one podcast have I done where they would not let me download. So uh, thank you to uh, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Podcast Addict, all the podcast apps. AG must have took off to go watch the Annika Florian podcast. Okay, let me see. Yeah, so I got Michael Johnson here. Uh, second round KO, TKO. That's the first fight. On the main card. Second fight on the main card. Make sure this is right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Andre Fialo versus Joaquin Buckley. Joaquin Buckley going down to 170 pounds again. I mean, the kid is big. He looks like a fucking bodybuilder, but he's explosive. Huh? What you call a front runner? You know, tries to win in the first first round if he could just control his breathing stay um, stay uh, cool calm and composed learn how to breathe he might be able to last three rounds with that explosiveness we'll see what fuck happens um, I don't know um, I got Buckley right now We'll see what happens. Let me see. Um, I got KOTKO. One of my major picks, right? He's got the two-inch reach advantage. And he's two and three in his last uh, five. Lost his last two. But um, he's three and two. I'm sorry. 
in his last five. Two and three for Fialo in his last five. Fialo might be a, a live dog here. Might be a live dog. Might be. I like that two-inch uh, reach advantage for Buckley. I'm going to go with a uh, third-round KO. I might change that uh, first or second round for Friday Savage Inc. But I'm leaning Buckley. But who knows? I could change it to Fialo Friday. I got a little bit more video to look at. Thursdays is when I do that. So I'll do some more research tomorrow. I wasn't even going to do anything this week. But um, my work ethic is impeccable. I have to do this. Okay, Emily Duquette. Cody. Lupita. Gondadez. I'm sorry if I'm hacky your last name, Gondadez. Loopy. I got Loopy in this fight. In a decision, even though it could be a KO, TKO, it could definitely happen. Either way, either of these ladies can knock each other out. Do I really believe she is more elite, Loopy? And she's proven. We all know that. We've seen her been in wars, and we've seen her come out of them. And Mexico, oh yeah, Mexico, I want to thank Mexico for listening too to the uh, audio version of the podcast. Thank you very much. There's a lot of countries uh, I missed, but I will get you uh, on tomorrow's. I'm going with Loopy on this one, on a decision, but that could change a KO, TKO, or a submission. Um, Friday on Savage Inc., uh, people, new people that are listening or they're going to hear this. Savage Inc. is something. Picks is what I do every uh, every Friday. All right, I want to get rid of this. Subscribe. Okay. Come on, full screen. Yeah, I like Loopy in the decision. That might change Friday. Usually what I'm leaning, yeah, I stick with it. Come on. Make sure I didn't go by a fight. I don't think I did. 
So the co-main event. Shabazian. Edmund Shabazian versus Anthony Hernandez. I like Hernandez in this one with a submission by round three. I think Edmund Shabazian doesn't work as cardio enough. He gets tired by around round one and a half. About halfway through the fight, I've seen him get tired. I don't see Hernandez get as tired. And he's won his last three. Uh, he's two and three. Shabazian in his last five. He's a very good fighter. Uh, four and one for Hernandez. And ten and two altogether. Ranked 22nd versus 23rd. This should be a banger. I got Hernandez beating Shabazian. In a uh, submission round three. When they're all sweaty and bloody. I think he's going to lock it in. And he's going to make them tap. Getting tired is not an option. Look at my video yesterday. Sick as a dog. Like, you know, really the flu. Like, off and on for the past month. Maybe even a little longer. Because I hardly ever get sick. So when I get it, man, it just won't come out of me. But I'm out there fucking pouring sweat. Because that's all I like to do. And I was thinking to myself, I wish a lot of these pro fighters would train year-round. I wish they wouldn't just fight uh, when they get a fight. I gotta get in shape. Uh, I only had six days uh, notice. Fuck that. You should be in the gym all the time. Just trying to help you. Okay, main event. Mackenzie Dern versus Angela Hill. Um, from what I seen last fight from Mackenzie Dern, I know she's a uh, outstanding levels to this shit. Brazilian jiu jitsu. She's a, she's very good. She's very good, but her hands and her striking doesn't match her Brazilian jiu jitsu dominance. Angela Hill has fought more fights than any other woman since the pandemic. And I think even prior. I'm pretty sure. And I think Angela Hill looks better and better and better. I give her a lot of credit. She's always fighting. She has good commentary. She's uh, not incompetent. There's a lot of incompetent people out there. She's definitely not incompetent. And uh, I believe if she, she keeps us, I believe she keeps us on on the feet. I believe she might even wear out uh, Mackenzie Dern with punches. I think Hill's IQ is a, is a lot better than people think. And I'm going to go with the Northeast Beast anyways. Even though I think Mackenzie Dern is a class act and a great fighter and a great uh uh, spokeswoman for the female mixed martial artists out there. I, I definitely um, agree with that. But I like uh, Angela Hill a little bit better. She's better with her hands. She can take a punch. 15 and 12. But she's fought a lot of tough women. And she's 38 and she's still fighting. And she's got an inch and a half reach. 
And I think if she stays on the outside, um, she wins this easily. Uh, I, I really think Mackenzie Dern needs a couple years of um, maybe fighting uh, out of the top 15 or something. Fight in the top 25 and stuff and learn the striking aspect. Even though I know you know how to strike. I know you know how to strike. But there's levels of striking just like there's levels of jiu-jitsu. Just like there's levels of wrestling. Just like there's levels to taekwondo. Levels of Muay Thai. Levels of boxing. Levels of kickbox. Levels of kickboxing. And, um... You know, takedowns are uh, a quiet taste. You have to drill them and drill them and drill them and drill them over and over and over again. It's an endurance thing. And it's a mental thing. Because after, like, five takedown attempts, single leg or double leg takedowns, and you're going for that ankle, and you can't get it, I think that's what's going to happen in this fight. I think Angela Hill's going to piece her up. I really believe that. That's just a gut feeling I have and you know look at Hills won her last two after losing three in a row and those three fights she fought were all of us very good fighters just to uh, give you a little preview real quick uh, let me see though who she lost to in those three fights okay she lost uh, to Shia uh, Torres Amanda Lemos, Lemos Verna Janda Jinderoba, Lupi Gonzalez, a unanimous decision she lost. I mean, she beat, I'm sorry. She beat Lupi Gonzalez. Uh, Godinez, I'm sorry, Lupi. And Emily Duquette. Duquette. And that was, uh, so December, no, January, February, March, April. So five months ago. So she stays really busy, you know? So September, October, November, summer. So every four to five months, she fights. Angela Hill, it seems. Yeah, so since 2020, right? Since the shutdown? Or right before the shutdown, January 15th? January 25th, I mean? Or January 20th? Uh, February 22nd was... Um, Yeah, so I would say May, right? So since May of 2020, and she had two fights in 220, January and February, right? And then in May, she had a fight. 2020, September, another fight. 2021, she had three fights. 2022, she had three fights. And this is her first fight in 2023. So she's getting, she's getting her three fights every every year. And she's getting her um, commentating time every, you know, she's getting her uh, her spots. So she's making money. She's taking advantage of it while she's young, you know, younger. You know what I mean? I think, um, I don't think she'll ever win a title unless she's on a mission right now. Because this is, I would say, 38 years old. One more year fighting. Save some more money or whatever. Invest it. Buy some uh, real estate and and just live off the friggin' uh, the rents and you know all the all the good stuff. Equity, 
and all of it. But yeah, she's had a lot of fights, man. Yeah, so her losses ain't that bad. And Mackenzie Dern, let me see her out. Yeah, she's two and three. Just like uh, Angela Hill. I'm sorry, three and two. Angela Hill is two and three. So she lost a Yan. Exion. Nin. Exion. Nin. On the Dern Yan con. Mackenzie Dern uh, lost a majority decision on that. She beat uh, Tisha Torres in a split decision. Lost to Mar Marina Rodriguez, unanimous decision. Beat Nina Nunez in a submission. And beat Verna Jandaroba in a unanimous decision. So a lot of unanimouses. And a lot of uh, splits and majorities and some uh, submissions, obviously, because that's her uh, forte. But overall, records aside and everything, I think Angela Hill wins this. Now, if she doesn't, uh, she'll probably fight one more fight. Or if she doesn't win this fight, maybe she'll uh, retire. And uh, just be a commentator because she does that very well, I I think, in my opinion, a lot better than a lot of uh, commentators for the UFC. Francis Ngannou, respect, salute. We're all happy for you. Now, what you need to do, brother, to get even more fucking bags, is to get a book deal on your life. On those seven times you were left in the Sahara Desert or whatever desert that was, uh, where they leave you to die, and you didn't die, you can kept kept coming back, kept coming back, and seventh eight time, you finally made it, and um, that fucking story is so inspiring. And he always dreamed about being a boxer like Mike Tyson. That's what he wanted to do. And he found out in France that um, there was money right away in mixed martial arts. So, you know, his uh, the people over there, the coaches over there helped him out. Got him, you know, got his first step. And, uh, you know, he started taking people out. He lost a few fights in the UFC. Won some fights. And then he came back and beat those people that uh, beat him. I mean, the guy's a beast. But he really stood his ground. More than most people fucking do. Most people always fold. They'll cave for a little bit of money when they can get a lot more money. And I think UFC fighters are going to have more leverage now because of this. And it's all about the fighters, people. Fuck the promoters. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Because I know it's not easy to be a promoter. It's not easy to promote these fights. It's not easy to please everybody. And we all know that. But the, at the end of the day, 
It's all about the mixed martial artists. They're the ones that bring in the money. The boxers, the elite boxers, it's about them. It's about the Muay Thai fighters over in Thailand that start fighting when they're seven, eight years old for their families. Make a couple dollars a fight when they're kids. And I love Thailand. I love the people. The warrior mindset. Muay Thai is off the charts. Come check out uh, Rush Hour MMA, Rush Hour Fight Club. You can find it under either or on YouTube. On Friday mornings, my partner Jay Smooth, like a little bro, uh, he uh, does commentary for all combat sports. And uh, first it was MMA, and then um, he realized he does a good job at it. And we were all like, you know, keep doing it, Jay. You know, Jay, I'm not doing it, Jay, unless it's elite boxing and elite, elite mixed martial arts. Because I could definitely commentate boxing easy. Or I could be that guy sitting to the side and piggybacking off the main uh, commentator. Because I know a lot about boxing. I know a lot about striking. So, uh, with hands and feet. So that's, that's my, that's my uh, like I know that like the back of my hands. You know, striking, throwing punches, and staying on balance. So boxing, basically, street fighting. Today's, uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Body Armor. Drink supreme hydration. And I got I to gotta say, I like it 10 times better than Gatorade, any of them. And they're all good, you know. Because they got electrolytes. But this one's just got a little bit more of everything. Coconut, water, coconut juice, um, magnesium, all kinds of things. Potassium. Someone was asking me on, on an email, what's the best thing to eat before you go train? I told him fruit. Because that's what I always like to have. Or an empty stomach. Is the best way to work out. When I was in uh, boot camp for four months, it was four thirty in the morning. Get up. You had five minutes to go to the bathroom, brush your teeth, and make sure there wasn't no hair on your face at all before uh, physical training. You know, it would be out there singing and running, and and then uh, and then a lot of push ups. A lot of jumping jacks, a lot of sit-ups, and I'd say, more, more, give me more, you can't break me. And uh, no, they can never break me. Then they started making me do diamond push-ups. I go, you think this is going to stop me? You can't break me. And they can never break me. I think they would have to admit that one. But uh, I was... Uh, I knew I could definitely finish that program. It wasn't a discipline thing with me. It was, uh, um, I didn't like um, authority figures. I said to myself, you know what? I'm getting out. I don't want to go out there with the same attitude I did last time. I just came out a little bit smarter. And I took advantage of things that were offered to me years prior that I never took advantage of. And uh, it all worked out.
so my son decided on a school today. Well, I mean, this month. Uh, he had LSU, Syracuse, uh, a, a bunch of schools. A bunch of high, elite basketball schools. And I, he um, decided on Suffolk and um, in Massachusetts, in Boston. And uh, he's promised a internship as a commentator for the Boston Celtics. So he has a guaranteed gig if um, if it doesn't work out in the friggin' um, in the NBA draft. So I'm happy. I'm very grateful. My daughter did really good in college uh, a long time ago. She'll be 29 in October. My son just turned 18 uh, last month. I'm just very grateful. I have a great mother of my kids, a wife of 30, built my wife for 31 years. 31 years. And uh, I'm just very grateful. I wake up every day grateful, humbled, and uh, I gotta go train to get those demons out of me. Get those fucking voices out of my head. Not the crazy ones or Thorzine Shuffle voices in my head. Just those little bitch-ass fucking devils in my head, you know? And the bitch-ass voice in the back of my head. Oh, you trained five times this week, Robbie. You could take fucking a six-day off. No, you can't. You need to earn that one day off a week, you know? But people, AJ, thanks for joining, brother. And uh, here's the thing. I don't care that... There's not a bunch of live people on there because then I got to answer all your questions. But I don't even have a problem with that either. But I know these get views after and they definitely get listens even more than views, which is I'm ecstatic about actually. I'm so happy uh, for Anchor that hooked me up with Spotify and iTunes and Apple Podcasts. And Apple Podcasts I'm doing great on. I'm, I'm doing really good on. And Spotify not bad. And uh, let me think. All of them, they're doing pretty good. So, you know, Apple and Spotify a lot better than all the other ones. But it's only growing. It's only going up. It's not going down. The funny thing is, right? I don't have no woman followers, which uh, must be from my language or something or whatever the fuck. You'll never hear me being politically correct. You'll never hear scripted shit. It's just right off the fucking head, headpiece, and um, it's all from watching fights. It's all from watching fights. I, I do not miss fights. Fridays, Saturdays, I never miss them. I never miss them. And God, God forbid, in case of an emergency, you know. But uh, it ain't happening. I'm definitely not missing fights. It's just I'm a fight fucking nerd. And I always have been since I was a kid, little kid. I looked up the older friends that box, that were boxing as young kids, and um, they were so humble and such good guys, you know what I mean? Like, such good friends. Still to this day, they're gone way too young, but uh, some of the best hearts out of any friends I had. had there was no selfishness. So many friends uh, that, that I had growing up, so selfish. And it's just a few of them. But it's not just a few, actually. In all reality, it's probably a lot more. Probably a lot more. 
the more and more I think of it, a lot of selfish cocksuckers. And um, I still love them all. And I, and I only hope the best for them because I'm not a hater. Um, if I don't like something you do, not just say it, you know. But uh, who the fuck am I to judge you? Unless you're a pedophile, terrorist piece of shit, uh, racist douche piece of shit. Or unless you're hurting women, children, elderly people, you know. Or a rat piece of shit, rat bastard. Anything like that. That I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna judge you because that's the, just the way my body and my mind works. Obviously, my mind works. So one more, one more pick here. I'll give you guys one more. This is the one. I'm gonna give you guys a breakdown of the Haney Lomachenko fight. 45, 47. Okay. The way I see this fight, Lomachenko has lost a little bit of speed. He plans on retiring. I remember him saying this three to four years ago. He said once he unified all the titles, defended them a certain amount of times in three or four weight divisions, I forget what it was. It was back, I'd say about within 10 fights ago, 10 fights or less ago, they asked him, how long do you plan on fighting? Because he has 400 and fucking three losses or something in the amateurs. And he beat those, went back and beat those guys into like 380th fights and 390th fights. He went back and fought them again and beat them. Uh, or he beat them in the pros, in the first couple pro fights. Uh, there was definitely guys, uh, he lost two in the pros that he had problems with in the amateurs. But uh, Loma, in his prime, was almost untouchable. Now, what people don't understand and seem to forget in this weight class, we got the Japanese monster, one of my favorite fucking boxers, Inoue. I cannot wait till he comes over to America in another month or two and uh, makes easy work of his next fight. And I think he deserves a shot at Tank Davis, Shakur Stevenson, Crawford Spence. And I think the winner of Crawford Spence should win. I think Cro I think it'll be Crawford, I'm pretty sure. And uh, I think it should be Crawford Canelo next. And I believe uh, the Japanese monster should get Haney or Loma, whoever wins this fight, or uh, Shakur Stevenson or, or um, Tank Davis. Because I believe uh, Inoue is that good. He is that good. This fight here, if this was Lomachenko uh, four years ago, five years ago, it would be a no-brainer. I'd say the Matrix. But Haney, where I seen him do in Australia, kept his mental right. And I took Haney in that fight. Cambos is a, is a warrior. He won all those belts. And I'm, uh, you, no one could ever take that away from you, Cambosis. And you had a huge elite boxer match in, in Australia because of that.
because you took those belts off of Lopez. Who took those belts off of that man right there? So you beat the man that beat the man. You know? So that's pretty cool. Um, Cambosis, don't worry about it, man. I mean, you're always going to be a unified champ. Lomachenko, I want to take him so bad. I would love to see him win this fight. I would love to see him come back and resurrect his career. But he's fought his whole fucking life. He's got plenty of money. I'm sure he does. Unless his father and his fucking trainer have been robbing him his whole career. But I doubt that. I highly doubt that. That I met a principal. Um, Devin Haney, I believe, has one of the best jabs next to Crawford. And um, maybe Spence. I think he's probably got the best all-around jab in the lower weight classes. I think he's got a fast jab. I think he can keep anybody at the end of it. His footwork is fucking A+. His fundamentals, he's fundamentally sound. He's mentally sound. He wants to be the best. He practices, uh, he prays, he, um, he takes care of himself. He trains year-round. He's always in the gym learning. And I believe it takes a guy like that, that hungry, that'll beat legends like this. And Lomachenko will make a final payday here. They're both making some serious loot. I'm sure Loma's probably making 20, 30 million for this fight, at least 10. Probably more than that. At least 20. But there's levels to this shit. And this is going to be an amazing fight right now. This is elite boxing. And I cannot wait for this fight. You people out there uh, struggling with depression. Um, mental problems because of uh, the pandemic. Anything. Um, in a rut. Any type of thing. If you're thinking crazy. Don't um, don't act on those thoughts. Want to die is a reason to live. So no. Don't let that suicide, those suicidal thoughts and those devils, uh, get the best of you. Don't let anyone get the best of you. You know, uh, if you go out there and train and push yourself daily, even if it's just walking, to break a sweat, you will feel better about yourself that day. I promise you. You might be sore, you might be tired. After a couple of days of doing it, definitely after a couple of weeks or a month, you'll look forward to it. It'll energize you for the whole day. You'll feel a lot better about yourself. And uh, you will not have those depressional, uh, eating garbage, um, you start eating healthier, you start feeling better about yourself. You'll have so much more confidence in yourself and you will actually stop being um, a person that says they're going to do stuff and doesn't. They say it all the time. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and they never do it. Don't die with regrets when you get older. Make sure you took a risk. And if you're passionate about something, you should. that's what you should do. So it's almost like you never worked a day in your life. I wish I knew this shit a long, 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 long time ago. But I just started realizing this during the uh, shutdown. I realized it. I was in real estate school. 
and I was all ready to start killing it and monopolizing, and I'm still going to do that. But um, I got other things I'm going to do now that are sustainable, even more so than real estate. So podcasting is the way, people. All right, people. Uh, tomorrow, um, I might have a, um, I might have my regular Thursday gift uh, guest guest. I mean, guest with me. And uh, if he's down, which he usually is, um, I know he's gonna want to talk about this fight, and I know he's gonna want to talk about a few of these fights that are on the um, on the UFC card and. I think we got we might have glory this weekend. We got one, we got one um, Friday morning, and that's over at Rush Hour MMA or Rush Hour Fight. Um, hold on, I want to make sure because I know I know he just he just changed it up today. Fight Club, so it's Fight Club, so it's either Rush Hour. Um, Rush Hour uh, Fight Club, MMA Fight Club, or it's um, Rush Hour MMA on YouTube. You'll be able to find it, but definitely type it in. You'll see a red and yellow uh, logo, and you'll see um, a real funny uh, black American kid commentating the fights, and you'll see me in the... uh, in the chat, and you'll see a lot of other fucking animals in there too, and savages. It's just a good time, and a lot of knowledgeable uh, fight fans, hardcore. So that's um, Friday morning, and Saturday for the UFC card, and Saturday for this card for the um, Haney versus Lomachenko card. So get all your commentary over there at Rush Hour uh, Fight Club, Rush Hour MMA. Whatever it still is on uh, YouTube. But uh, it's eat one or the other. And you will find us if you look hard enough. Go over there, subscribe and like. And definitely subscribe and like here. All right? We all try to help each other here. And we're uh, loyalty is royalty, basically. That's all it is. All right, people, uh, I'm going to end with this. Let me see if I can do this. Track. These are my tracks, so I can do this without no fucking problems. These bitch ass fucking record companies. I know it's not even the artists. I know it ain't. Because I'm promoting bands that haven't been heard in fucking 30 years. Longer than that. And not just bands, groups. Rappers, MCs, like people I, I feel that deserve it. That never got enough fucking credit. There's no sunshine in your recipes, DMX, man. I like DMX. I like a lot of these fucking. Oh, here I go. Okay. Now let me see if you guys have heard this. What have, what have you guys done? You know, we'll go with this one.
everything's lagging. I don't know if it's a stream or if it's me. I don't think it's me. Share tips again. Is that the first album? Sounds better that way. Who, me? Just spectating. Looking for no man. Tisk and a task and a coffin or a casket. Busting out the market, we're coming all blasting. Blah, blah, blah. Guess who that is? Oh, look, soldier, external worker, problem solver, big ass revolvers, after them with Bruce Fruit. Nothing spoiled for the legit bitches. I got back my shit. I got hypocrite pieces of shit. I run your mouth. You feel like go. Will your gigs? Take up the wigs. If I flip my leg, kid, another stupid, ah, watch your back. I don't slap, smoke crack. I let women die, right? Strike off, smoke the glass, take one eye shut. I got my butt vices. No, 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 no. Yep, yep. All you audio version members, so you can hear real white boys and Middle Eastern, Middle Easterns, and Black American. Like a supernova. Team. Uh, about the cream, all about the team scene. I'm a ball player. You a false player. Your lost cause needs to stop. About the mobsters. You eating it a red lobster. 
Okay, people? That's the way we rock. Bobby Nazo featuring the Bar Barcelona Assassins. The Union Way, Phantom Menace Shed, Volume 8080. 88. Volume 88. Second album is The Forgotten Ones with a Z. Ones with a Z. And Unforgettable. That's on CD, baby. And the first album is on Disc Makers. So CDs are really irrelevant now. So I don't even care about uh, CDs no more. Everything. The. I'm gonna put a single down on uh, on SoundCloud this summer because I'm writing my third album again for the second time. I had like six demos on my third album ready and um, I was gonna do about 10 more. But uh, this album I'm producing myself, GarageBand Pro Tools, and uh, that's all I need. I don't need more than that. I can make sinister beats with those two right there and a real guitar, real drums, and real bass. So I could uh, I could make these some funky beats. If not not funky, like boom bap, like old school, late eighties, early nineties type beats, sinister, northeast beast shit, northeast coast, Boston all the way down the fucking Philly, Jersey, and New York City, and. Baltimore, like all those, all those cities on the northeast course, all the way up to Boston and Lowell and Lynn and all those cities. People have a blessed night, a blessed day, all my people on across the world, and peace in the Middle East and peace in Ukraine, peace in uh, Russia, and uh, peace with this whole world. Let's all just make money together, man. And have fun doing it. Everyone have fun. Have a blessed day, blessed night, blessed afternoon. See you guys tomorrow.